Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's the Battle of Alberta. Mike Smith against David Riddick. So the Flames battery of uh, netminers from last season. And we know that's the primary focus of tonight's game. <laughs> Or wait, is it the James Neal Milan Lucic goal fest to see if uh, Neal finishes 10 plus goals ahead of uh, Lucic? Because if he does, the Flames get a third round draft choice. Somehow, I don't think that's what everybody's thinking about as we head into tonight's game. Well, we've already heard from Wayne Gretzky. Uh, this is Oilers now, where guests receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. As we bring aboard our headliner today, Brian Lawton, uh, currently with the NHL Network, uh, was a number one overall pick in the NHL draft, uh, general manager at the Tampa Bay Lightning, headed up one of the largest uh, hockey agencies in the world, Octagon, who currently represent uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, Brian Lawton is our Oilers now headliner for touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety turning solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Brian, is the NHL Network have any interest in tonight's game being played uh, between the Oilers and the Flames tonight? Well, you were getting warmer with your options you were throwing out, if that's what you mean. <laughs> You got to chuckle over that, eh? You know, the number one story tonight's going to be Mike Smith and David Riddick. Uh, yeah. Not exactly. Sure. No. No, I don't think so. Brian. <laughs> Neither do any of, any of the listeners out there, Bob. Yes. Who, uh, when you broke into the league uh, with Minnesota, uh, who was their biggest rival at that time? And that's in the days of the old Chuck Norris division, wasn't it? Exactly. Chicago, St. Louis, predominantly. Uh, there was a stick-swinging incident with Toronto way back when between Dino Cicerelli and Luke Richardson. Uh, Detroit, Tiger Williams was there for a while. That was always interesting. Uh, we, we live in considerably different times today. Some people would say that's good. I mean, I never really liked the bench-clearing brawls, but I'll be honest with you, Brian. Uh, 
I don't mind two grown men settling their differences, squaring up and, you know, dropping the flicker, uh, flippers. And, and, you know, there's a reason why mixed martial arts is as popular as it is today as well, right? Like there's, there is the, you know, the inherent love of combat in sport. Um, the league's sending in the likes of George Peros, who's quite accustomed to some of that aspect of the job. George Peros, along with Colin Campbell and Stephen Wacom, does that change things, do you think, tonight? I think it does a little bit. It puts, you know, the only guy that's really on red alert for tonight, in my opinion, would be Zach Cassian. He's had some pretty premeditated statements about what's going to happen, and there's nothing wrong with what he said other than if something goes awry from how it's going to happen, then those statements could come back to hurt him. So I think it's important that he's aware and everybody else is aware that the league will be in the building tonight and there better not be any shenanigans. Uh, the game is called much tighter than it used to be. You had 86 penalty minutes one year back in 1986-87 with Minnesota. Man, Lauren Henning, man, he, did he know that he had, I mean, he didn't just have Larry De Palma and Willie Plett and Bob Rouse and Frankie Musil on that team. But he also, and Dirk Graham, who is a very underrated middleweight, but he also had... Very underrated. But he also had Brian Lott. <laughs> I, I, I actually had 110 minutes in the minors, which people don't know about me, one year. In 65 games, I think. So, yeah, I could fight. I didn't particularly like it. I wasn't any good at it. I knew that. Um, but, yeah, you, you really didn't have a lot of choice back then. And that's different now, just for the record, Bob. You do have a choice. There are mechanisms in place that are supposed to protect the players. Tonight we're going to find out if Matthew Kachuk is going to exercise that option or not. Yeah, it's And a- uh, I, I, I personally hope he does it. I hope he just comes out and fights Zach Cassian on maybe a little bit more of his own terms, but I hope he does answer the bell. I think it'll do a lot for his reputation. I'm sure he was watching Brady the other night throw down with P.K. Subban. Not exactly the same thing fighting Zach Cassian, but uh, I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Okay, I'm gonna, so I'm going to take a little bit different tact here. Do you think it's possible that Matthew Kachuk was maybe like I got the sense that the hockey world both passed when you have Timo Solani of all people. Like I think he won the Lady Bing one year, right? Timo <laughs> Timo Solani supporting Cassian's perspective. Uh, Anson Carter and Keith Jones on NBC talking about it, and you know Keith saying, "Look, I was the eighth toughest guy in the Flyers, and sometimes I crossed the path in Washington and Philly, and I knew I had to." Do you think any of that, like like Matthew Kachuk's a real smart player. Brian, the Oilers should have drafted him, okay? They should have. He's better than what they ended up getting. Uh, but do you think when you hear nothing about, or as much as we've heard about this for the last two weeks, and nothing but maybe criticism for the most part as to how you personally handled that situation, that the, the onus is sort of on Kachuk? And is it possible the power position is actually in Cassian's hands? Uh, let me ask you a couple simple questions. Do you have any children, Bob? Yes. Do you want them to fight Zach Cassian if they're Matthew Kachuk? 
If my son ran Zach Cassian twice, I would expect him to defend himself. And I think that's generally what Keith Kachuk will tell Matthew. I really do. Now, a part of me says, wait a minute. I don't want my Zach Cassian. I mean, this isn't fighting like when I had 86 family minutes. That was little tiny punches to the head. This is a completely different animal. Uh, these guys are in such great shape. They're bigger than they used to be. And they practice fighting. I don't feel like I really... I felt, I fought Harold Schnapps, Mark Osborne. They were bigger guys. I don't feel like they spent their entire summer or part of their summer training like players do now. I just I think it's different. And a part of me as a parent, I'd be a little hesitant to tell my son, who was just in the All-Star game, yeah, go out there and drop the gloves with Zach Cassian, who is proving to be a very good hockey player. Yes. Because the, the, the guys that can't play anymore, they're becoming extinct, even if they're incredibly tough. Yeah, I mean, you, it's... Slowly, slowly yeah. but it's happening, Bob, right in front of our eyes. Yeah, I mean, we have what's known as functional toughness today, right? you got to be able to skate and play, and Cassian is carving out a niche for himself and is going to get a contract extension. Rick Kern would be pleased to hear that. Maybe four years, maybe in the low threes. Uh, you know, and he's kind of Edmonton's version of Tom Wilson, who's a very effective player because of the skating ability. By the way, Brian, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Flames are going to... Uh, uh, looks like they might have Tobias Reeder center Milan Lucic, who's been in the lineup every game for Calgary, and uh, Zach Ronaldo. Now, I see Lucic differently than Ronaldo. I think Lucic can still impact the game as a uh, you know as a third line winger at worst. Uh, Ronaldo reminds me a bit of, frankly, Dennis Polonich. Remember him? Oh yeah. Of course. There was a, a nasty smaller guy, and I, I kind of see Ronaldo the same way, a little bit limited at the NHL level. I think he's a pretty useful American League player. Uh, you mentioned Harold Snaps. Do you remember when uh, he started laughing at Wendell Clark? Was... Yes. Snaps, he was an antagonizer, but he was also like a cat. You could knock that guy down, and he landed on his feet every time and got back up. <laughs> really? Well, we used to tease him about it. You're like a cat out there. He'd be all over the ice in a fight, but he'd always get back up. He played for the Edmonton Oil Kings in the WHA, and his nickname was Gronk from the hilarious House of Frightenstein, which was a uh, utterly off... I think they made this show when everybody was doing LSD or something. It's one of the funniest shows you'll ever see. And they, they they nicknamed him after a character because of his skating style. They, he lumbered around like rock, but uh, very interesting guy. And I know that Rob Brown made the mistake one time of maybe using a word he shouldn't have used on the ice, Harold Snaps. And Snaps grabbed, grabbed him by the throat and pushed down on his Adam's apple with his thumb and almost choked Rob Brown out on the ice. He could do that to you. <laughs> those, yeah, yeah, he could. Those he was were the a teammate of mine. He was the most miserable teammate I ever had. And every time I see him to this day since then, he's the most delightful person to chat with. It's bizarre to me. Absolutely bizarre. Wayne Gretzky was Brian Wayne Gretzky was just on and he kinda said he was a little nervous sometimes those games against the Flames, and I'm like well, Wayne, how do you think they felt? You had four straight 200-plus point seasons. But uh, when you played, were you ever nervous or intimidated at all 
going into a game? Um, I would say lots of times, particularly in my early years. There used to be a lot more bench-clearing brawls. You were literally, you know, you could be fighting for eight, nine, ten minutes without anybody breaking it up, doing well or not so well. And I was fully aware of that. Uh, I think those were uncomfortable times for almost everybody. You know, not uh, there wasn't that many players that were that confident that you'd want to be stuck in that situation. And, um, you know, it just happened. It was part of the game. It was new to me. I played high school hockey before the NHL. So uh, that wasn't exactly happening with the 14- to 18-year-olds I was playing with. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just part of the game. It's, it's surprising. Somebody asked me about this the other day. You know, were you ever afraid on the ice? Not not from fighting, but just because it's inherently a dangerous game. And my answer was, not really, when you consider the things that could go wrong. You know, you're a professional. You feel good about a lot of things. You're always aware of it. But that was not constant. It was some of the, the, the fighting, though, and, and the, the rules were so available to it back then that it was a different animal than it is now. I don't think guys go into games and even think about it anymore. Yeah, to be honest with you. So there's not a peck, there's not a pecking order in a list. They're not sitting there in a the room saying, "Well, you're going to fight this guy, and then you fight that guy, and you you might have to fight this guy." Because I do think that happened in the past. Yeah, it, it did. I wasn't necessarily afraid of like Ben Wilsons and guys like that that they might fight me. I was afraid of something crazy they might do with their stick. Right you know, towards your face, to be honest with you. But I wasn't afraid of Ben Wilson or Gary Nyland, some guys that were in Chicago that we played a lot. Um, I was more afraid of, you know, just it was the stick balls back then. We were obviously players didn't. I wore a shield at times, but not that often in my career. And, uh, you know, some of these guys I felt like would think nothing of trying to poke your eye out. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Ball game. Brian, this this is a huge... The Oilers play Calgary twice in the next three games. Flames get Edmonton back-to-back. The Oilers got a game against the Blues on Friday. This is a huge sequence in the Pacific Division race. These are mammoth points up for grabs, aren't they? They are. And every single game. And that's a good thing. The worst thing you ever want to happen in these types of, types of contests is for it not to be much of a game. One way or the other. You don't want to be up big or trailing big. Um, it'll be a, I think it'll be a really hard-fought game, all of these games. And I think that, sir, I know for a fact that Dave Tippett, he, he's not a score settler immediately. He's, he doesn't want his club to come in and run Matthew Kachuk over for the sake of running him over. He wants his club to go in and put out the best game they can, get the two points, and then if you have a chance to settle things, go for it. But winning is the first priority. That's what these guys are paid for. And he's going to be reminding everybody of that. The personal vendettas are secondary. And I think Zach Cassian has matured enough in his career to know that. We know he's piping hot at what's happened. But at the same time, this is a huge opportunity for the Oilers to pick up some points and start to solidify what's been an incredible season for them getting back into the playoffs. All right, Brian, a couple quick hitters for you. Uh, You're at the All-Star game, Team Pacific. 
Again, we had Wayne on just before you. Wayne's now 2-0 and as a coach in the All-Star game, so whatever he's doing is working. Uh, Wayne mentioned the women's game, the 3-on-3. I thought that was terrific, by the way. How much fun did you have at the event? Uh, absolutely loved it. I thought the women, in a lot of ways, stole the show. I hope that they give some consideration to moving their game maybe to the Saturday night, having it in between the finals. Uh, I'd love to see the women get a fresh set of ice to showcase the skill level that they had. We saw a lot of high skill plays out there. We saw a lot of attempts with it. Um, I, I think there's some little tweaks that the NHL will look at, but overall, um, the women's game and having women involved in the all-star game was a massive positive for the National Hockey League. I think they recognize that. I think they recognize the long-term effect it could have on the business uh, if we can in some way, shape, or form help grow the women's game. And I think that's going to be a focus in the next five to ten years. Great stuff. Brian, we appreciate the time. Let's hope we have a fun one tonight. Can't wait, Bob. Super stuff. That's our Oilers Now headliner today, Brian Lawton for Touchback Safety. Your safety's their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. It is 1249 in Edmonton. When we come back, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now, live from Rogers Place. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks, Connor. Connor McDavid leading the National Hockey League and scoring five goals, 12 points, last six games. Again, he'll center former flame for a year, James Neal. And Zach Cassian. Hmm. Think there's enough storylines in tonight's game? Speaking of tonight's game, let's get to NHL Today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time every time. Elite Promotional Marketing. Back in the 630 Chad Studios, big part of the show. Here's Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. Five other games around the league tonight, including the Leafs visiting Dallas and Vancouver playing the Sharks in San Jose. Oilers will be keeping an eye on the Coyotes down in Anaheim as well. Vegas Golden Knights hired Steve Spott as an assistant coach. He'll work under Peter DeBoer, who he did work with in San Jose before they were both fired back in December. The Sabres have lost goaltender Linus Allmark, so they promoted Jonas Johansson from the uh, AHL Rochester Americans. Minor league numbers are sparkling this season for this goaltender. 13-3-3. He's got a 2.19 goals against average, a 9.25 save percentage. The Senators, meanwhile, reportedly one of three finalists to sign KHL defenseman Artem Zub. According to Darren Dreger, the 24-year-old is a right-shot D-man who they've likened to Nikita Zaitsev. He has 19 points in 48 games with St. Petersburg this year. Bakersfield Condors on the All-Star break, so they're off in until uh, Friday when the Ontario Reign are in town. Oil Kings kicked off a lengthy homestand in fine fashion last night, beating Brandon 6-2. Big games from Riley Sawchuk. Dylan Gunther had a highlight real goal off of the rush there as well, Bob. Yep. Winnipeg Ice coming to Rogers Place on Saturday. The Golden Bears are in Regina this weekend. And I went to, well, I watched the first period of the Flames-Blues game last night and then went to a Southside Arena. People can figure out which one. Uh, in the southwest part of the city, saw the Southside Athletic Club and St. Halbert Bantam Triple A uh, teams play, both very well coached. I know there's a, the talent spread out these days between uh, the various academies and the traditional athletic clubs, but a very entertaining hockey game, a lot of skill. Don't hit the way they used to, but uh, the kids skate better, 
and in many respects they're smarter and have a better sense for the game than ever before. So it was impressive seeing some of the, the, the kids out there at that level, many of whom will end up getting drafted. Um, Marcus Crandell's son uh, was playing for St. Albert. Remember Marcus Crandell, the quarterback for the Eskimos? Uh, helped him uh, win a, a great cup, if I recall, or helped Calgary win a great cup one year. Uh, anyhow, uh, a lot of talented kids out there last night at uh, the Twilliger Rec Center. All right. You can text us anytime on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Lyle has texted us at 7804960063. My grandfather and my father taught me, Bob, that if you're going to piss on somebody's boots, you better be willing to lick them off if he forces you to do it. And that one comes to us from Lyle. Uh, Bob, have you ever watched BKB out of Britain? BKB is bare knuckle fighting. Uh, I'll be honest, no. I mean, I remember the early days of what, what do they call it uh like in the days of royce gracie and ken shamrock i, I don't even know if it was a called ultimate fighting challenge where they uh, i guess you'd call it a, that, that's kind of what it was they brought all these different guys in from the different disciplines and then gracie um upset guys and shamrock um I think he lost in the semifinal the first year, and then they ended up fighting like a 30-minute draw, and uh, it's incredible how far it's evolved. I Drew, uh, I was going to say Drew Shamahorn from Elite, uh, not an expert. I don't, I don't believe in mixed martial arts. Uh, Drew Remenda really knows his stuff on this topic. Uh, Bob, when is Tyler Benson coming up? I don't know. I I got to be a, I, I got to, I got to. I don't know. Don't know what the plan is. There's a chance you might see Colby Cave back up uh, if the Oilers need a little, you know, tonight Sam Gagne is going to play center, which is kind of interesting. Bob, it was UFC 1 that you were referring to. That, that's from Haas. Brendan, did you ever see UFC 1? Have you ever watched the highlights from that? Yeah, and I've actually listened to the 30 for 30 podcast documentary that they did. It's, it's wild how that all came together, but that was some absolutely old school, like no holds barred yeah. stuff. I saw plenty of old school, no holds barred stuff, Brendan, uh, up in Prince George, circa roughly 19, uh, maybe 89 to 94, <laughs> like take toe prisoners, stand back, where you're like, I don't think I want to get into this. <laughs> so you think you're tough? Rule number one in life, right? You think you're tough, and then there's always somebody tougher. Like, have you heard of Mark Tenorti or Todd Ewan or Craig Berube or uh, John Cordick? Todd and John are uh, no longer with us, but those guys were 65 and 66 borns. Al May, he's a 67 born. Uh, local guys. He might be a 66-born, actually. Those guys were all around sort of the Edmonton area. Al May was a late bloomer physically. Um, but, I mean, it was a different world in terms of on the ice and what the sp- specified role was. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, again, uh, Mike and Drumheller has texted the show on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I'd love to see Matthew Kachuk step up and fight Zach, but can't see it. Once a turtle. Let's hope for big orders win. Super pump from Mike and Drum Heller. Uh, Mike, it wouldn't surprise me. I just get the sense it wouldn't surprise me. I wonder, you know, if you're Cassian, if Kachuk challenges you, do you take the fight? You already gave him the chance to screw. Do you take it? I don't know. Uh, more coming in. Kurt says the same thing. As much as I'd love to see Cassian mop the floor with Kachuk for his antics, I agree with Dave Tippett. 
the players in the course of Wayne's, and I also agree with Wayne's comments, that the Oilers need to focus on the two points more. A win tonight and on Saturday would send the biggest message. Go Oilers, go. Thanks from Kurt. And that sort of reinforces what I put out on Twitter uh, earlier today. Like this, this, These two games against Calgary are the two biggest games at this late in the season between the Oilers and Flames since the 1991 playoffs for me. David Staples coming up from the call to hockey. He's going to hit on a bunch of different topics. we still got John Shannon on the show. More of your text tweets as well. Uh, we are going to tell you. we got a road trip coming up to Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. This package includes lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests, plus tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field. For the Oilers now, Chicago road trip, call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or on online at newestravel.com. Up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.